0: Hey Is that the homegrown that's the homegrown podcast
1: What's up? He's John Sharp, yeah. Pete Crandall, not much that these two can't handle. Your broadcast, you ramble, this homegrown our preamble. <laughs> Listen closely and you gon' not see Point of you with the Great Lake Swing. Ain't a thing, boy. boy. It's the 18, boys. boy. You
0: can see what I mean, boy. boy. Come on with the theme, boy. Everybody on, on your tablet or your phone.
1: Subscribe to the podcast, it's homegrown. Subscribe to the podcast, it's homegrown. The name of the podcast is homegrown. What everybody on, on your tablet or your phone. Subscribe to the podcast, it's homegrown. Subscribe to the podcast, it's homegrown. The name of the podcast is homegrown. It's All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning back into the Homegrown Podcast. We always appreciate all the follows, all the uh, likes, all the comments, all the shares, all that stuff. Appreciate all that. As always, you can uh, find the Homegrown Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, just under the Homegrown Podcast. That's all of our social media at the Homegrown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram as well. uh, I will get right into it because I have a super, 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 and I'm always excited for any time I can like have anyone just jump on here, but me and this dude have some history and we're excited to share it with you, but my good friend and brother, Michael Madell. Gee! How are you, my friend?
0: Super grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um... I'm doing well. You know, I feel so grateful to 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 be here and to be able to reminisce a little bit on what brought us here, right? right? And then kind of like the the infinite transformations of like the actual world itself. And like, I think there's going to be a lot that we can get into, you know, a lot of the ups, a lot of the downs. And I think how both of those kind of work in synergy to help us become stronger. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of what I w- was kind of starting to shoot through my body, even just initially being here with you. So again thank you for having me on the podcast uh whatever it is that you know we want to focus on um i'm here for it and and i hope that our conversation today can help a lot of people out there uh who are going through all different sorts of things because obviously you know transitioning now from 22 to 23 uh it's it's been it's been a wild ride for sure for a lot of us so again i just wanted to show my gratitude and appreciation excited to get into some cool topics
1: so the main topic is going to be kind of uh, just you, your life, and stuff like that. And so I kind of want to dive there. Let's just uh, start at the beginning. Where, like, what what year were you born? Where were you born? All that good stuff.
0: Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. So um, March 19th, 1992, born at Meritor Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh You know, just uh, extremely humble beginnings. Uh, I was born to my mother, Karen Madal, and my father, Stephen Madal. I'm the first of two boys. My brother was born two and a half years after me, uh, Nick. And, uh, you know, super humble beginnings. My mom's from Sweden. Uh, My dad's originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, The whole thing with us growing up was... uh, you know, pretty powerful, you know, getting to experience those two Mm. cultural differences that kind of synergize into one really cool thing. Uh, So being to being able to experience, you know, my mom's life experience as I was growing up, and then my my dad's life experience kind of gave me this really wonky, in a good way perspective. And then also living in Madison, uh, was really powerful, too, because it provided me with like this, like, third pillar and i love thinking of things as triangles right like three 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 like dope foundational points that create this incredible structure Mm. um and i I really strongly even believe that a lot of a lot of like the childhood part of who i am has contributed so much to what's been really great for me in my life which is just having those three things you know having to shovel snow but then also knowing that california exists as an option and then having the perspective of like, okay, what does the United States look like from my mom's family's Mm. perspective and like also not being like always like Mr. America, but like understanding that like, we're like the infinite perspective of what's going on. I think it just helped me expand my spirit part of me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is really beautiful. So, um, yeah, like I, I feel like that's, yeah, that's pretty cool and kind of an in-depth way to to kind of explain. Um, yeah, my birth, you know, and of course Madison, home to a lot of really great relationships, including us getting to meet each other, you know. Uh, right. Um, so, like school for sure was was kind of where it all started. Uh, like I would say, like high school was when I first started like rapping and like doing cool stuff like that. I always yeah, played let's in band.
1: get yeah, because I want to ask you about that. Where did? Because uh, I have like two paths that I want to ask you about about your upbringing and one of that's definitely hip-hop so like where did that start where did that come from because for anyone that's listening and people that follow you follow me know our relationship from afar like it was you know very focused around that music side so where did that love of hip-hop come from from you know a kid in Wisconsin
0: I love this so much. Thank you so much for opening up the floor for this question because it literally just sets me on fire every time I get asked it, which is helpful for me, actually. But so I would say like hip hop for me Mm. started in like two to three different ways. So I want to hit like all the stories that I love telling. One was one of my favorites is I'm literally in the lunchroom. I want to say it was like middle, like late middle school or early high school. And you were and, at uh,
1: where were you going to school then? It was uh, so Monona, Monona Grove, Grove High School. Right. And okay. then
0: prior to that, I was at Winniqua, uh, which was my like uh yeah, my my school prior to that. Cool. But I had a friend named Radion Trey Hammonds. we call him we of course called him Trey for short. And uh I'll never forget like just him just starting to pound on the lunch table. And he would always be kind of like spitting flows, mm. you know. And I just remember like being like so captured by like the the movement of just like the hands like creating the beat okay and then them rapping and then of course like you'd be like yo mike you know jump in let me hear what you got you know and like i think that was like the first time i was like really like like welcomed into hip-hop i Uh, guess so i like telling that story because it's like it's the first time that i was ever like given that hand of like somebody reaching out and saying Mm -hmm. hey why don't you try this right like you're a fucking white dude from you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) which is so cool you know i love i love that hip-hop can transcend that right and like i think the dopest part of it as like a caucasian like rapper Mm. is like understanding that like my place in hip-hop is so fucking fragile and it's so Mm. like it needs to be appreciated you know that's an interesting perspective yeah so Hmm. like for me like I'm kind of jumping ahead and I'll jump back no, again. You're good. But like, yeah.
1: We're good, dude. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I really wanted to share that part. Yeah. Right. It's like, I never like ever took that for granted. Like I felt like so honored to like be welcomed into a predominantly African American, uh, genre of music. Yeah. Um, in that way and like thank you to the pioneers who also made that possible for somebody like myself to like step into that arena right and find success but right. like for me like a lot of the success was just synergy with other artists or like mm-hmm. working together and like and like being a part of a community and i think that's what i really fell in love with about hip-hop really was like and like really looking back at it with so much gratitude of like I had the personality or that energy that was able to transcend into the acceptability. Yeah. Because it doesn't always happen that way. No. Yeah.
1: No. For facts. Right. And like you could, cause you could go into a show and you could have all the best intentions. And like, since I've known you dude, like you've always had an appreciation for not just like the art and the culture of hip hop, but just like history of it. Right. Like, you know who you like, you know, your sounds and you know, you know all of that. But like, at the end of the day, and you and I probably know this a lot more than maybe just like average listeners to the genre is like, it doesn't matter if you, what you are, right? If you have talent and you can do it in a respectable way and understand, like you said, your role and your fit into the genre of, of the music, like it's talent that, that will do that and transcend that. And it's like, you've had that you know that both balance really well you know the honor of it but also dude like just the goddamn skill set of it you know what i mean like you, you can Appreciate get down that. um that's crazy though that like it was like that early on um, that first introduction right like in the lunchroom that's so cool because i think sometimes people think it's like always this like big moment but it could be something as, as quick as, as, just as like, simple as like go. hey you're right
0: like this beat sounds cool like what if i do this right no that's a really beautiful perspective and like i appreciate your outlook on it too you know and uh like another thing that i thought was going to be really important to like mention too Mm -hmm. is uh the part of like getting into hip-hop in a way that is totally by like destiny and not choice right so like one Mm -hmm. thing i skipped over was like my parents they got me into piano and guitar at a really young age so i like I was yeah. like really musically faceted at a young age. Yeah. Even though, like, eventually, like I was just playing off memory. I wasn't really reading music anymore. But I was like, I became and essentially I think we become music. The mm. greatest artists that exist. We we become music. You became, you also became music as an engineer, right? You right. became one with the artist and the people that you're working with, myself included. Right. So I wanted to share that was that transition Mm -hmm. from like, okay, here I'm playing guitar in the basement with Andy. You met some of these cats. Remember AP?
1: Right, right, yeah. uh,
0: Steve Meyer, some of those guys. And then like AP being like, yo, we all know you can rap. So fuck this. Let me (laughs) rap real quick. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then it was really dope seeing the shift of our popularity as a band, right? Because, you know, we had like a like a pretty dope little following as like our 17-year-old yeah.
1: band yeah. that
0: just played cover songs and music. But it was so different when they would start ending the shows and have me jump off and spit a song. Mm, interesting. And that's what I think <clears throat> was the performance transition of like, which is essentially after the Trey story. So this is good in this order. Uh, <clears throat> Which transcended into this way of like, whoa, this yeah. is freaking actually pretty sick. That Mike's rapping is actually drawing a whole different crowd to the right. band. Right. <clears throat> so it was really beneficial to all of us. <clears throat> Excuse me, but then I think what happens is we all start to realize that we all had different goals too. Okay. So yeah. like, mine, of course, at that moment was like, dude, this is so much fun. Like, all I want to do is write raps now. Right. You know. Right. <clears throat> but ap steve a lot of those guys were like yo i just like you know they were of course still wanted to be in bands you know right, like right uh andy's uncle is literally like one of the ogs of like music in right. general so it was like i think there was a lot of also like pressure there for a lot of them to like just like keep mm. following following the more linear music path but i don't know i just felt like sharing that story i haven't shared i don't think ever <laughs> on a recording so no, i yeah. think moments like these are important. Cause then we can listen to this five, 10, 20 years later and be like, Whoa, cool. Right. Like
1: Facts. somebody's going to learn that. You right. Know? Right. So did you, where did your, so you kind of get introduced to where did you start developing like your style and stuff? Because one thing that I've always talked mm. about with you dude is like, especially when anyone asks about just who I've worked with and like when it comes to just like, just, like, almost damn near, like, raw talent. Like, you've worked at it. Like, I'm not trying to take any of that away, but, like, you had this, like, Thank it you. factor when it came to hip-hop. Was that something you developed? Was that just kind of there off the jump because you already been musically inclined up until that point?
0: Definitely in the humblest sense. I feel like definitely developed. It was a mixture of, I think, mm-hmm. of, like, raw passion. I think even okay. more than talent sometimes. Okay. But I always had a way with a rhythm, you know? Right. That's always been one of my strong suits is I always could feel a rhythm. Okay. And uh, I know Drake said this in an interview as well, where he felt like he could feel the openings in a beat. Mm, Right. It felt like he was meant to be in there. I feel like I also have that gift where when I hear a song, I don't, I hit it funky. Even Shaw used to say that. yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. He'd be like, wait, I didn't even hear it like that. But now as I'm practicing a recording, I start realizing there are so many ways or like Russ says, you know, one Mm. of his hacks is like follow the hi-hat. Right. right? For me, I'm never thinking any of that. I'm thinking how, like, I'm just kind of like surrendering my whole spirit in that moment to the beat, Yeah. Which is what I loved about a lot of the most emotional hip hop artists of all time. I think probably the number one for me would be Tupac. And and in terms of like his ability to read a beat and like dear mama. Right. Right. right like i just got the chills saying that like literally like being able to read a beat to the point of like where the drums switch the story's switching and it's like you're just feeling it in a different way mm. so like <clears throat> in short i would say like definitely there's like raw talent there but there's so much also like just like practice and writing yeah. and like so i like I, th- I feel like it's just always so important like to just maintain like a level of humility and like, Oh no.
1: Right. A hundred percent. Cause like without one, there's not the other, right? Like you can have all the passion in the world, but it does take like this, you know, just a lot of people just aren't born with that. Right. Like, and that's what I, but then it also is on the flip side of that, right? Like you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't sit down and put your hours in and reflect Mm -hmm. and figure out who you are as an artist and style, that you know the talent won't go anywhere but i guess it was just for me it was interesting from an out like an outsider's perspective to get into like the circle that you had was just like because we know a lot of artists right like we know a lot of artists there is just those people though that like i don't know especially in hip-hop it's just different like sometimes it just looks hard for artists Great artist, right? Like, oh, I great know what hip- you mean. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, just As, like, it. Just it fit, like, like, like right, right. Because like, you can be dropped off, dude, and I've seen it. Like, we've we've gone all over this country to like s- different spots, and I've been That's able lovely. to see you adapt to different like West Coast style, East Coast style, quick, slow, uh, lethargic, um, battle. You know, all these different like. S- right. But like, so, <laughs> but was that something that just kind of came more natural at that point? Do you think?
0: Cause, yeah, I mean, Cause we I, I gotta, some I, I,
1: off, we'll I, drop some people off and they'll just stay in the same style, but you can like, yeah.
0: You know I feel what like I mean? that's always been something that I really strive for. I'll put okay. it that way. Yeah. It's like, I've always really strived to be like so multidimensional that you almost like, you're like stoked to like, see what's going to come next. Right. Right. Know? Okay. And then I also like in the most like dope sense, like I got to shout like people like you, uh, DJ pain one DCAP people who like came into my life at a certain time and really challenged me and were like, mm. yo, Try this
1: because
0: mm. obviously, like you're you and I'm me, so right. like how can we synergize and how can we like break the the mold with right. certain things? So that was really dope too, or just having the influence of like the fan base, which right. is kind of interesting. I wanted to touch on that in this podcast because but, I'm pretty sure our squad definitely coined that before a lot of the rappers started saying, facts,
1: dude. This, dude, you're not lying, record. man. You have
0: like the cups, man. I know. I wonder, I don't know if there's any like way to, but I I, I just ha- I had that vision no, last night. Actually, I was like, you're not like, up
1: waiting,
0: <laughs> like thinking about like things we could talk about. And yeah. like, literally, I'm pretty sure in that OG interview with Shao, like our squad was the probably the first person to ever say that. But more importantly, I love that part of our whole thing that we all did together at that mm. time was we actually totally like broke the matrix of like how like. Everybody was so focused on clout and fans where we were just like this tribe, like people always wanted to be at the parties and wanted to be around us because we, we weren't like on some sort of like fucking like high horse shit. We were like, yo, like, how can we like make this modern era family, like even more cohesive and like welcoming Mm. for people. And I think that part of it. Yeah. It's the magic that we can actually bottle up and now take to everything, whether it's this podcast or like other brands that we start or collections or projects. Right. And it's that it's something that can't even really be learned or taught. It's like this mystical thing that some people get and some people don't like empathy. Mm. Right. Some people get it. Some people will Mm. never have it. And Mm. it's not even their fault. I just think it's like, ai don't know what it is, but no, that's interesting. uh, I just feel like that that concept is so dope and like you obviously have it, bro, too. So it's like it's so cool to share this on this podcast. is like, okay, like that ideology I feel like is what like is like the nourishing the nourishment for that mustard seed. Yeah. Which is a big dream, right? We right. all have one.
1: Right. You know? Facts. So, right. Whew, um
0: beautiful stuff.
1: So After developing, you find, you know, your rhythm, you, you see kind of like this new path being formulated in front of you with hip hop where I kind of want to talk about that. Your first major project that at least came across like my, my earbuds and everything was uh, live and direct. Right. Um, those that, that EP that you released, how did that, cause that seems where like it took off like i like i saw like you perform this all over madison all over the state right like all over the region and people just like knew it (laughs) like it was it was for me like as just like a fan of music right like it was my first experience being like oh dude this dude just put this out not just put this out like that downplays the entire process but like you put this piece of work out and like people got down to it man what was that what was that like or what was that shift like i guess did you know it recording or
0: you know i i had moments where i definitely felt i mean on every I really on every song there were moments that i felt like wow like this is something that we could all get down to you mm. know but it's always i think a really pleasant surprise like when you show up and you're like holy shit like they actually are really vibing to the point where they know the music or mm. they know you know they're singing it back to you right I think especially live and direct the song, yeah, uh, will go down in history at least up to this point as one of my like one of my favorite hooks to sing along to. Okay, you know, I feel like it it inspires like this soulfulness and wow, well, bring it live and direct to you, hey. It's like it's like transcending soul and hip hop, yeah. and then like the verses come and you're like, it's got like this kind of like super like uh, I guess like OG tone of hip hop, yeah. Where you're like, sure. whoa, like it just had this contrast. And I think, I I feel like that whole EP had this like funky contrast
1: Mm. that
0: I still like definitely humbly. So like feel like is definitely still like a huge part of my sound, which is like just completely breaking all the rules and like being a singer and a rapper and uh, which really didn't, wasn't even comfortable for me at all uh, until that, that uh, short album, Mm. uh, the EP. Yeah. I, I was never really confident as a, as a singer, but the more, uh, I challenged myself to sing on hooks. I think live and direct was really what broke me into that space. Okay. I, I, when I heard that back and the way that it was done, I was like, wow. Like, and yeah. of course my dad, you've met him a million yeah. times. Like he's, he's huge on the singing part. Yeah. Right. And I've always listened to him. He's the guy, you know, beautiful guy singing to me as a baby, you know, so singing's always been a part of my consciousness so like I, I feel like the the singing element was really just awake in that mm. moment it came it came to life and it made sense to me uh at that point as something that I really wanted to incorporate into my voice as an instrument because you know you can only take rapping so far you know and right. I feel like that's why a lot of artists who are willing to challenge themselves or who have you know the ability to utilize their voice as an instrument that way right they're also reaching a wider audience because you know even myself as a listener of music right right dude i love i love me a nice little little like singing hook you know i love you know i love just like getting down to something like that and like of course there's my moments where i'm like i just need wu-tang right now and i just or like (laughs) i just need like the hardest method man verse like to smack my eardrums so it's cool, you know, there's a it's like uh kind of edifying, right? Like
1: mm.
0: now let's blow the bubble up even outside of music, right? Yeah. And let's look at it this way. It's just edifying that we all actually have a dope purpose here on this planet. And I feel like <clears throat> we in this society are constantly fed kind of like this poisonous thought process of like, we don't fit, or we're mm. not enough, or we're not good enough, and I I feel like a lot of my life purpose here on this planet is to just share that whenever I have the opportunity to, because I know that's something like you and I have had deep chats about too, and like with what you're doing with Homegrown, it's doing the same thing. It's providing a platform for messages like this to get across, right? And I think sometimes in life, <clears throat> uh, what happens is. I'm going to speak from my own experience just because I've learned that that's really important to do, to take ownership of experiences Mm. in this way. Mm. So one thing for me that was a big challenge, right, was I had this thought process, like I had to be, and then I had to insert something there. I had to be a rapper. So then I would just focus on being a rapper, but then other things would kind of like, start to fizzle away or like i need Mm. to be this i need to be that and i think when things really started to shift in the highest vibration for me is when i actually just stopped the sentence at b right i just need to be right whatever that is because it shifts sometimes i need to just shift gears and just be a good friend and i sucked at that for a while
1: Mm. because i
0: was so fucking you know i was i was struggling with a lot of things yeah you know and not just uh with focus but you know. I had other issues too mm. uh which I'm happy I, I am happy to share in this podcast because I think it's important and I think it's important for people to know that things aren't perfect and right. that a lot of my struggles is what is going to make me make me stronger what's going to make you stronger if you're out there listening right. and you have something that you're struggling with right now I just hope that you don't give up because those were the times that were really difficult for me were those times where I just, and I, and I feel like it became clear over time, you know, I realized, Mm. wow, like there's just, yeah, there just had to be a shift. So
1: no. Yeah. um, And you've always been like very reflective in that way. Right. And I think that has been, I don't know, again, from, from afar, you know, has been something that I've seen super develop is like, you're bringing that you're, you know, just being who you are. Cause I, I mean, I feel like I saw that with you right like i've seen you wear so many hats and like have to like you know be a skateboarder right and then you're a skateboarder and then okay now you're making a beach so now you're just you know and i see it was really stressful on you and that like you are a person that really can't just like you said you can't you'll just be you can just be it's better if you are just you versus trying to like necessarily have to fit into this like whatever square it may be at that time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what do you, now that like you kind of opened it, I have to follow this up. What do you find yeah. was like your hardest time recently here? Or like that you talked about, like the struggles that you had been going through.
0: I think the most important thing to mention on this podcast and just to strengthen my own uh, journey spiritually yeah. is I would say, I would say like my, my, my struggle with alcohol and drugs mm. uh, was probably my biggest biggest Downfall, yeah, uh, and probably my biggest uh hindrance mm. on me reaching a greater level of success at a faster speed. But Interesting. here's where it yeah. gets better: is I don't regret it because mm. of the fact that I don't think I would be here sharing this message on this scale had I had not had this. So I really actually am looking at it as a blessing from God, Spirit, power greater than myself,
1: mm. right? But right. I have
0: to say that that portion was so difficult for me because I was still so oblivious and I was Mm. because I was functioning well for a while. I thought, Oh, well, you know, this is, this is just me partying and being this age. But then when I really came to realize it and I finally had that moment of clarity, which happened, uh, late 2015, 2016, when I realized like I had hurt a lot of people and like, you know, one thing too, like it was so important for me to reach out to YouTube because I, I felt like, Alcohol and my dependence on those substances, uh, they were hindering me from being a consistent son, a a consistent brother, a consistent artist. Mm. Um, And it was taking me away from God. It was taking me away from like the love in my heart. Yeah. And I was kind of going down like a really... Difficult path because people who know me at the core Michael Madal level know that none of that is me, right? But unfortunately, had to experience me shift in such a dark way for a while there, and like,
1: hmm.
0: but again, like, uh, you know, all I could do was eventually seek uh, aid. So, um, yeah, I think that was the biggest shift for me was when I finally decided to get sober in uh, early 2016. I checked myself into rehab, and it was. Honestly, the probably the most like vulnerable I've ever been. Yeah. Because all I wanted to do was run right. from what I already had known was a problem. Mm. Uh, but getting myself in that space, even though I always say this, I think a lot of people out there who have ever, you know, toyed with the idea of sobriety or like yeah. getting clean, yeah, <laughs> will probably find this pretty funny and relatable. Is I went in there at that point. This will show you how sick I still was. I was just in my head, I'm thinking I'm going for 30 days and I'm just going to go to back to LA and I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. So that shows you the level of illness that I was experiencing and addiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but thank God I got through that first 30 days and I had so many uh, emotional shifts yeah. and
1: big breakthroughs,
0: big, big breakthroughs.
1: Yeah. Cause
0: you know, uh, being away from, all my triggers, all the people that Mm. were supplying me with things and things like that. And then now looking at it too, and I think about, wow, how selfish of me to have been doing that when there is so much love in my heart and Mm. people have felt it over the years. uh, And then also experiencing friends of ours who have even unfortunately uh, crossed over because of the same
1: thing. Yeah.
0: So for me, the fact that I'm still alive, right? Has actually made me realize how important it is now for me to cherish every single day on this planet and just be a loving person. Yeah. And uh and to utilize my voice, whether it's here on a podcast or as a musician or as a creative creative person, yeah. Yeah. For good. And that's what I'm so grateful for now is like after finding this this path, mm. which has gotten easier with time. You know, I'll be celebrating. We'll see 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh my goodness. Seven years now hey. uh, in, uh, in March. Uh, That's beautiful, dude. I appreciate that, bro. And it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been like something I could have done. I, I could barely go seven hours, seven right. years ago. So right. it like, it's like right. pretty dope to, to see that shift. But like, I guess like, just to kind of tail tail end this, like, and to put like a kind of like a nail or a stake in the ground for people listening right now, like why I'm getting so in depth on this is like, I just want you to know out there, like, like if you guys are at all, like struggling or like bargaining with anything, uh, even nearly close to what I'm talking about, just know, like I'm hundred mm. percent like here for you, like as a support system and as like a young, like person uh, taking that path. So like, Cause a big thing, like a big thing that was like keeping me away from it was like the social part of like partying and things like that and meeting people. Right. So my brain would trick me into thinking like, Oh, how am I ever going to meet anybody? Or like, you know, and then the other part of it was like, Oh now I'm not cool. Right. Mm. Which Let's just be real for one second. I just want to say, fuck that shit. Like any any sort of like mind tricks that we try to play of like what's cool what's not just be a loving person that's mm. what I've realized it's like cool is not something we have to try to be yeah it's just cool is just cool well, you, know, you know it's it,
1: just like not to cut you off but like in your no, position no, though it. it's, it's like <laughs> in, your, in your in your position though it's got to be different right because you you are a talent and are a talent right you still are like light years talented in this industry that like pedicize like puts that on a pedestal of like sex drugs certain things right like that's like what at the first layer of hip-hop a lot of people will see like obviously there's way more depth to it but like it must have been weird to have so many of like your highest moments bro like like career wise, right? Be surrounded also with, like, cause, like, let's be honest, man, we used to part, like, we, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, we're getting down. Yeah. Sure. So it's like, it must, because, like, I've, I've dealt with my, you know, my using and stuff like that at a different time than when we met. But, like, right. It is, like, you said, something too of just like, I would never take back what I have done either, in that right. it really does, like you say, put you in this direction of like, oh, I have to, Change these ways. Was there a moment, like, was there a specific moment at all that you can remember that was just like that made you go check in, that made you start reflecting, or was it just like casual drift?
0: Yes. No.
1: Uh huh. Well, there was like a bunch of
0: things leading up to it. You know, of course, like not being able to like really like get myself together for Mm. important events, like Mm. such as your wedding, which has always been something that has just I've always it's it's haunted me a little bit just because. But again, right? It's it's part of the journey, and like without that, without you actually like being like, hey, like you're just you know you helped me is what I'm trying to say. You actually helped me.
1: I got you right. And the same
0: thing with like like my roommate, right? Like at the time, you know, just being like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that I probably needed the financial support, but like it was like Mm. so there were that those parts of it where it was like these clues coming from the universe where I was like, whoa, like I need to like figure this out and and i love you guys for that so thank you and that's why i'm sharing that is because i think a lot of the times uh before we get to the stage of gratitude we're like ah like what happened because we're still so sick we still don't understand what's going on right Uh, but i think like my biggest breakthrough moment man was like i overdosed like twice back to back Mm. and like i almost died twice and like I went to the hospital and like, I had like this issue. I couldn't stand up straight. I don't Mm. know like what was happening. It was like my kidney or something was happening. And, uh, I got back to my car and like, I had like a little baggie in there and like, I was getting ready to like, to do more. Yeah. And, and then that was it. Yeah. I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just started crying. I just thought, Mm. um, this is, this needs to end now Mm. or else I will die. And I felt like I had a very clear message from, uh, like an angelic presence, something just finally broke Collect. through to me and was like, it was basically like a life or death type of vision. It was mm. like, what do you want? Right. Cause you're either going to be a, just another fucking obituary page mm. with a couple, you know? Yeah. Not to play what I've done in my life, but it's like, damn, like even in the last seven years, imagine yeah. the last seven years of us right. not existing. Right. It's like, no no, don't do that to the world. Don't do that to ourselves. We can't do that to ourselves. Right, right. So that was pretty much it, man. And, um, you know, it was like all the things that you just wish never to happen just happen in a row. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that's what needs to happen besides at the end of the day, like, I'm just grateful that, that I didn't die, you know? Yeah, and, facts. Um, And then now it's like, it just adds so much more life experience to everything that I do, whether mm. it's with wave gods or if it's with music or if it's just being a fucking a good person, a good friend, right? Yeah. I, I just more to pull from now, from a spiritual space to yeah. say like, oh, you're struggling with that. Right. Now it's not coming from a place of where I'm also taking a shot of whiskey trying to give somebody advice <laughs> about alcohol, <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, right. yeah. Oh,
0: oh, oh, really? And I'm saying, <laughs> you know, it's like there's right. no credibility
1: there. Right. So, right. So I'm I, gonna... uh, well, first off, thank you for sharing all that. Cause I think like oh, that's a huge, um, that vulnerability, that understanding of like where people are in their process is like a huge, it's, it's helpful, right? Like it's helpful to know that uh, someone's going through maybe a similar experience and can, you know, find that universality of like life, right? That like, we come from two different walks of life, but we can experience very similar things in that of loneliness, right. Which leads to depression, which can lead to usage, which leads, you know, to all of this. So I appreciate you, um, for, uh, talking about that. Um, how do you, in this like new mindset of like clean sobriety and this, this wellness being, um, because I don't know if I even told you this, bro, like I went I'm back in school, so I'm getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling. And so like, not to say that in a breaking standpoint, but to say it on a standpoint of like, oh, the fact I mean, that you're like this clean now, right. How do you go back and enjoy like the, like our reminiscing moments, right. Cause like a lot of our reminiscing moments, <laughs> my dude is like surrounded with use, right. Surrounded with just kind of like a crazy lifestyle that we went through, you know, cause I always talk about that time. I'm not, you know, to, to, to throw everything out there is like, cause like that one was so much happened, bro. Like so much life experience, so much, just like growth as men, as adults, as humans. Right. But Uh some of it was wrapped up (laughs) in bullshit and craziness, which how, but how do you reflect that in a healthy way now? I guess that, that you are sober in this new life.
0: Yeah. So for me, like what I'm focusing on is like, like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like I go back and I smile on it,
1: Mm. but I don't stay there. Yeah.
0: This ain't anywhere near close to finished. Right. And for anybody out there listening, just wait on it.
1: Mm. Just
0: insane. Like seeing what's been able to surface with this level of focus. It's like, whoa, I look back and like, I celebrate the good parts of it. Yeah. But then I'm like, I can't stay there. Right. I can't stay there to for for too long,
1: right. because then what
0: happens is I'm losing track of the present moment, and that's right. all that exists
1: anyway. Right. So if
0: I'm not here for it, <sighs> right, then it's like, yeah, like I think it's important to celebrate it, but not ruminate in it. You know,
1: right. And then that's it's great. Like, so yeah,
0: we can celebrate the best parts of it. Take that with us now. Yeah, and let's propel this beautiful spaceship forward. Yeah, in all that that we're creating whether it's with you getting your master's degree or me building this healing project for humanity mm. or another album or yeah. another song or landing a trick right it's like it's all it's all one i love that energy energy is everything for sure i just feel it
1: um what do you find was like your not i've just kind of up until this point i guess like you're your greatest moment as an artist. Cause I want to switch gears here a little bit, but I just wanted to ask that one too. Cause like Ooh. you've had so many cool moments, bro. Like, uh, Love you, bro. was there any one, two or three that just like instantaneously when you do take that time to reflect?
0: Yeah. I, in terms of, of moments leading up to now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or in that oh, run, wow. or in that run right like from yeah. from like live and direct up into like ice movie like into like your couple years of California was there like a moment or projects or something it may, it may be something that no one even knows about dude right like is yeah, there any moment, is moment or anything that you, you view as like the greatest moment or one of them I definitely I, feel like one of the
0: Regardless of it being an award or not, just the surprise of it, I would say is when uh, getting called as as male hip hop artist of the year in Madison was insane. Yes. Oh, because it was just at that time, it was like, you just, you know, you just, you never expect it, you know, right. but then it happened and we were all there together and we we're able to celebrate that together. Mm. Oh, that was definitely like a big highlight just for me as an artist yeah. like, to be right recognized in in our hometown like that was so beautiful and then um i would say like to trail it into a second one i feel like that celebration show uh mm. at the frequency right after that mm. where uh you know they invited us to do like the winning artist set or whatever and we were the headliner for yeah. that night yeah that to me was also really powerful because it challenged me to like write songs in a specific way or like mm. i remember inspired actually a song that i wrote specifically for that show Interesting. and we ended up performing that quite a bit like at other ones because it was such a big uh it was a big remix record that we did uh which was kind of cool but I, <laughs> i remember writing lines about like you know just That just like the gratitude of like finding that success in home in our hometown and then i would say like in general like one of my biggest highlights is like right at the beginning and it was like when i reached out to uh dj pain one for the first time yeah when i was which which kind of takes us out of our our time zone but this is kind of interesting to share let's do it i think i shared this with you but i was living in my apartment in sweden and i wrote like uh gosh probably like 20 tracks like finished recorded like songs uh to some of his undressed instrumental uh pieces that he had put out yeah I messaged him to him or whatever (laughs) yeah and was like yo like what do you think about these and he replied the email reply that he replied to me I think is still probably one of the biggest highlights of my whole career. Yeah. And it just said, M I C for president. That was all he wrote. Hey, that's
1: so cool.
0: <laughs> you know, cause at that time too, I was like really like writing a lot about yeah. like culture. And yeah. like, I feel like some of that got lost right in the middle there too, which is why I'm so excited to like, you know, not to immediately jump back into the now, but like, I'm so excited to like redig into those aspects of myself as an artist mm. Which is, like, I see that so much in you in the way that you do everything that you do. But, like, to to really create that introspection yeah. and, like, storytelling and culture, yeah. especially now, I mean, yeah. coming off of, like, the most insane five-year <laughs> run of, like, humanity. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just destiny now. No, yeah. You know?
1: That's interesting to that know? you say that, dude, because, like, you always were trying to, like... I don't know. We were in an age where there was, like... Logic, Mac Miller, like very young artists that were trying to do similar things, but like I, it seemed like you were pressured to do hip hop style tracks versus, like you said, now maybe a longer, introspective, like R and B track, right? Did was did you feel like there was like pressures of like that? There was or? a lot
0: of. I think there was a, definitely a lot. But the thing is, is I think pressure itself mm-hmm. is an illusion. Mm. Right. Right. I think pressure is a decision. Right. And I think I just took the bait a little bit. Interesting. You know? I think Interesting. pressure is a decision. I, I've learned that over this last couple of years is like maybe it was there, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was all uh, an illusion. I don't know. But there was even a part of myself that thought I mean like, I, will, I will I will say there was pressure, bro. Like I don't
1: know. From afar yeah. from afar, like it seemed like people really wanted you. Yeah, they wanted, they wanted, they wanted your, they, they wanted your chopper style all the time, 24 seven, give it like rap as fast as you can (laughs) to like the, like the craziest hip hop track. Right. And, but there were times, like you said, even in like live and direct that you were singing, but like, it seemed like people were more like, no dude, check out fast out. This, this guy can rap fast. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's from and just I, my perspective.
0: <laughs> no, 100%. I feel like that was there. And I think mm. uh, the part of it that I'm learning is like, do it for you. Yeah. Don't do it for right. everybody else. Because if you like, as an artist, and that's not to say like the the influence of like culture mm. doesn't matter, mm. but it's more to say like, when I die, mm. how do I want to like be remembered? Right? Do I want to be remembered as just like this, like people pleaser artist who is right. just like, oh, please rap about like nineteen, like yeah. you know Don Julio, yeah,
1: and like, like yeah, you know, like not I, that yeah. that's
0: like I'm not dogging on any artist that wants to take that approach, but what I'm realizing is like mm. when I really like ground myself and I like look at this journey, it's like. I have to do this for even a power greater than myself. It's not even my choice anymore. It's divine source. It's divine source energy allowing that into me Mm. and realizing that even if it doesn't happen at a certain speed, that it's actually making the impact that it's designed to make over time. You know, it's just like the marathon, like Nipsey always said.
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing, right? Yeah.
0: So I feel like now that's my whole thing is I would rather do that than drop a song every week that's okay. You know, I would rather take my time and drop like records that people can enjoy forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, Um, and at the end of the day, it's not just music anymore. It's it's so dope. Like this world that we live in, like, right. Like this podcast can live as like its own album, essentially, Mm. where people can dig into this now. Right. And they can they can get value of experience in life the yeah. same way that they would get it from if we had sat down and made a beat in a song right now.
1: Right. So these right. are all
0: these right. transcendental moments that we have on this journey where it was like, you know, kind of to to, to bring some light back to part of our conversation earlier where mm. it's like, we're so like, Oh, we got to make this song, but dude, we are the song bro.
1: Right. No, that's, that's what I'm a,
0: realizing yeah. is like, people want this. People want real people. Even if they aren't saying it to you, mm. you know they might be like, "Yo, I want that chopper shit," right. but in their heart, they're like, "Damn, I really wish I knew him." Hmm. You know, hmm. you know, I really no, wish yeah. I knew him because I start realizing that when people die, I start yeah. looking over and like, "Where's my uncle? Where's this person?" Right. I start realizing, "Damn, I didn't really know. I didn't right. really know what right. I what I wanted to know." So I think like there's strange parts of life that just will awaken this part up. Mm. And that's why, and also I want to, uh, share that to, to amplify everything that's happening with homegrown, everything that's happening with wave gods, everything that we're all doing. If you're a listener out there, uh, don't play small. Okay. Mm. Your life has meaning and purpose, even if it's hard to see. (sighs) I just feel that so deeply.
1: Yeah. Gosh, no, that was damn. That was amazing. Um, I don't want to switch gears because there's such a cool we we're on such a good tangent there. But uh I want to talk no about problem. your skating, bro. Let's get into <gasps> that. So a lot of people may not even realize, like, cause I think your you you know being known and being and having the success you did with music, like it's it's easy to overlook different aspects of your life, right? Like your design, your creativeness. But I think your skating, I don't know. I'm a fan I have always loved skating. We've skated together. Yes. Um where did Where did that start from? Because, like, obviously your brother's super into it too. Where did all that come from? Yes. So
0: really cool. uh, Thank you so much for the opportunity to share this as well. Uh, Yeah, skating was something that started and kind of worked harmoniously with music, which is why I think it's so cool. It's, like, part of that culture, right? Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, my brother and I, we started probably, like... Nick started really young, and I kind of followed suit because
1: he was getting good so Dude, fast. Dude, I I re- like, can I interrupt oh you really gosh. quick, bro? Please
0: so do. I remember
1: the first time I went to Four Seasons in yes. Madison, the East Side, right? Oh, bro, I remember the first time that I was super intimidated. What, like, I didn't know what to skate. Like, it was my first time at a skate park, bro. And I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't think I've ever talked to Nicky about this, but he, he like just invited me. And was like, "Dude, you want to skate? Like, do you know? Remember?" how there'd be a gap into like the flat of the half pipe out there. Yes. That that was gap. The, and it was before that, was that so they dope. put the stairs in there. It was just like, it was just still a gap. It was just the the Yeah. Just the gap. Yeah. So he was skating that once and it was like pretty dead, but my friends and I showed up, we're all like first timer nerds didn't know what to do. And he was just like, yo, you want to like, what can you do? Like, let's, let's just see it. And like, I just remember it being like, a, Oh shit. Sure, like we can, we can come from our farm towns and come skate in the city, because <laughs> <like, laughs> no, so it's like it's interesting that you say that. So I just wanted to mention cool. that. I oh, I love that. No,
0: that's For him to hear the podcast, so he can hear about that too. Because yeah, you know, he's a dope. He's a dope human.
1: Y'all, um, Rob, he, y'all just had style though. Where did that? Like, how did you? Did it just like your brother? Kind, of, you just kind of so grew work, so quick, bro. or like insane i think
0: growing up in wisconsin you become a different type of skater the ones that mm. really get good out of the midwest it's a different it's a different breed of skater That's because interesting you say that i feel like it takes so much more work for us like <laughs> because like think about it right um Southern california right <laughs> 73 is pretty consistently all the time they never have to deal with skating stopping right, right? for right. us luckily we had four seasons right because they eventually closed yeah. and now it's becoming even harder i bet for people out of madison especially yeah to really skate on a high level skateboard to right even right. with the new plaza cuz you're you're, you're closed right. for 6 months out of the year right because our winters are no joke for anybody listening who hasn't been to wisconsin yeah like definitely I would definitely go like starting in March, like not even. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I remember March even was to like- say like June, like It'd be like "Happy birthday to me!" It's still like I'm like <laughs> boiling water and pouring it on my car door just to get into it. But like, yeah, bro, like I feel like for Nick, like it was different, like because he was always in the garage mm. um, in the winters, and that's why. Like, I definitely like feel like he's like, like. I love him so much, bro. Like he's such a hard worker with skating. Like I could never, I don't know. I didn't have that same drive to like sit in the garage for like literally 10 hours until I could do a nollie. No. A heel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I but remember. Dude
0: yeah. That's true. That. Yeah. And then, and then he'd he how to huck him down shit, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it, I didn't mean no, so, to interrupt. So
1: like, so but where did you, uh, was it just, was it just something you guys picked up? Was it something like your friends in?
0: Definitely friends. Okay. Uh, the older kids in the neighborhood were okay. a huge influence on us. Okay. Like Seth and Grant were like the two main neighbors. I don't remember if you met them or not. I don't but think so. They got pretty old and I think moved away. I uh, got you. But yeah, before we had the, even the Monona skate park or anything like that, it was literally just like the older kids being like, yo, like, okay. you know, it was a mixture of support and kind of just like, you know, you have the older kids that are like, ah, like right. try this. Like, right. you know, right. like having a lot of that pressure that's cool. Wow. That's becoming a constant in this. Right. Uh, sure, right. Sometimes it's good. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Like I think them pushing us to like really try was a yeah. big thing. Yeah. And then as soon as we like started landing tricks, it was over with. Okay. Cause then it's like, it, yeah. you know, it starts to become this incredible thing, right. That right. we get to do. Right. And it's just like I feel like anything, it's like what we put into it is going to be what we get out of it. You know, mm. I've, I've, I'd, I know that I'm sure we've both learned that with many things, yeah. whether it's, yeah, like insert thing here. But, but uh, your, your
1: like skating that. got you all the way to Sweden, right? In, 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 yeah. in, in ways, right? Like,
0: yeah, hundred percent. So I guess for me, like what happened was, you know, of course the inspiration of all the people around me, uh, I'm trying to think of other names that I can shout out right now. Definitely the whole four seasons crew, Nick Batusik, uh, uh Travis Johnson, uh, Brady Williams, uh, just all those homies for sure. Uh, you included like anybody who ever just like, sh- like shook us up and we're like, Hey, let's skate. Like, yeah. I love you, you know? So um, loved all the skaters that kept pushing us and believed in us enough to, you know uh just keep keep showing up so yeah eventually what happened was uh we filmed filmed filmed. we would go to Sweden every year uh to visit my mom's side of the family um we would skate there and the cool thing about being a skateboarder from the United States in the late 90s and early 2000s is you could be like you you be ahead actually mm. uh a little bit uh, yeah. Because the culture was catching up to itself, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. United States, I would say it gave you like a little bit of a buffer of time in Europe because we had we have such a big country, right? We're right. like Sweden, the whole country is the same amount of people that are in the state of Wisconsin,
1: right? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a
0: little different, yeah. So, like, huh. so it was cool. Is we would go out there and it would be like we were like exceptionally better, right? than yeah. most of the people so it would draw crowds gotcha, at, at gotcha ages of kids yeah nick and i would pull up to the small parks and like families would be just coming out of their kill
1: it. you would yeah, just kill like, <laughs> no, no, no. okay that's yeah, crazy so that's
0: that's how the buzz started it was oh. really way more in
1: europe than huh. here
0: because we would do all of our training here yeah and we were like still i would say like in our in our age group, we were still crushing it. Like Nick, oh, Nick was
1: like, yeah, you. you know, yo, he was able yeah. to win
0: contests, you know, and shit like that, which is dope. But you take that amount of skill and you bring that to a country that's still developing the sport. Yeah, insane. Yeah. So that may okay, and,
1: interesting, and
0: and that's cool because I don't think you
1: you've heard it that way yet. No, cool. no, i had never heard it this yeah from this style of it. So. So that, that
0: happened in our younger years. And then fast forward, you know, uh, those trips keep happening, keep happening. We start getting tapped into the skate community. Good friend of ours owns a shop out there called Royal. I eventually started riding for them. Um, and then, uh, through them, I was riding for Adidas and then, uh, yeah. And then like a good friend of mine who I'd met on those trips to Sweden was like, yo, like I'm starting this company. Like I want to turn you and Nick pro. And it was a no brainer, you know, I was like freshman in college and not really doing college things anyway, you know, that same time, dude, I was in ultra turn up mode. So my dad even was like, I I love it. You know, he was like, (laughs) he's like, Michael, I'd rather you have no grades than bad grades. So my dad actually was super supportive. And he was like, cause you know, he's a professor at the same school I was going to at METC. And he was like, you know what? Like, I think this is really good for you, you know, focus on this right now, because skating is a pretty, like, it's a pretty intense career and it's usually yeah. really short. Super is the short. Story.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: unless you're literally like Naja, and right. you're like, no, exactly like bath yeah. and you're willing to go through like 10 cert, sur- like yeah. this dude sometimes is in surgery twice a year. I just don't think that's for me. Like that yeah. amount of, of, uh, physical, um, Uh, trauma and that's kind of where it began and ended you know like i dropped a couple really cool little parts uh with elk and then like it just got to a point where it was just like i kind of just hit a ceiling of like where i felt comfortable Mm. um and especially with injuries you know having like the super intense elbow surgery coming back and like always having to deal with doctors being like yo like You, you fall like that one more time. You're not going to be, you know, I didn't let it get to me to the point. Like, I still obviously love ski. I still shred today, but like, I love that I get to do it for the culture now. And it's not like, like
1: and at some point too, right. Like, especially being a professional, like there's the next, like, what's your next thing. Right. And and if you can't be like the most extreme technical, like Paul Rodriguez P rod style, the only other option is like that Chris Cole, Niger style. And you are not doing that for very, and they're not going to do it for very, they know that, right? Like that's, that's why right. they capitalize on so much shit when they do it. Right.
0: That's right. crazy,
1: dude. i never, yeah. I'd never realized that. That's kind of how that took form. Yeah. Yup. That's and, crazy. Uh, Cause y'all were yeah. killing. I remember. Crazy. I can't remember. Fuck. What would, would Nick have had a part from, like, Focus skateboards at oh, any point? Oh, dude, I know exactly what you're thinking of. It was the alumni videos. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. I could not, for the life of me, remember if it was Focus or alumni, but I just remember they were yeah, playing yeah, memory, his though. part or something. I don't know. You like, might have
0: seen it together. Remember that one at the Majestic, We Do Yes, it?
1: that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Because, like, I remember, I remember that, and I was like, damn, yeah, he was... Y'all were killing it though. Cause I, again, I remember just like getting introduced into four seasons. Like again, from a, cause I grew up like half an hour away from there. So like, it was very outside trying to like get into this like world, but man, I remember y'all killing four seasons, just like stomping it.
0: (laughs) Good. That was def. Thank you, by the way, for saying that. First of all, second of all, we were so, so fortunate to have that as that home stomping ground, you know? Because I was, was so like, cool. that's
1: damn near just back in your backyard almost, right? M- oh, M- yeah. Right there, yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. we
0: would just drift over there in the winters <laughs> when I had like, the old 93 or yeah. the 98. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be hitting switches. No, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> e-break for sure. But yeah. yeah, you could get there. I think from the Madal, the Madal OG house in Monona there, it would probably only take us about 10, 15 minutes right? to get to the park.
1: Yeah, now. yeah. No, that's great.
0: You know, as long as I didn't have like a ton of homework as a kid, like I was just like so like focused on getting over there, really. I was like, whoa, like let's just get over there. And I think I think that's really dope. And like I'm glad that we're sharing all this on this podcast because it's like another message for everybody listening of like the don't give up piece is big. And then also like the consistency part is big. Yeah. And I know in my heart, like anything that we're willing to give a consistent amount of time and energy to and love in an authentic way will literally like bust through ceilings, you know, and it'll be insane. So I just felt like that was supposed to be shared.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no facts, man. Like it, it is like, it's, yeah, it shows like how, even if like we never get rich and famous off of any of this, it is like the idea of like life continues to happen. And like, no matter your ups and downs. I always like to call it like valleys and peaks, right? We always have valleys. We always have peaks, but we just need to consistently try and be there and do the best of our ability, you know. And that's the consistency of it. Is like life can yeah. well life will continue to spin, and so it's about what can you do to consistently try and put your best foot forward in whatever endeavor it is. If it's people listening, driving right. to traffic and getting to work on time. If it's us in our creative endeavors, or you know whatever. In, in that sense so no i i feel that for sure um mm. i want to kind of fast forward here now into what you're doing now and this new brand um that you've created this this juggernaut damn near at this point of waveguys sure, where too. did this this was a different one man like i remember when all this launched and i was like what the f- what is he doing yeah. now what is all that like that so where did this where did this yeah, come from? Very really man?
0: powerful. So I was living in Oceanside. I was uh, about a year sober. And uh, creative director, you know, like, I was, you know, always creative, always doing things. Mm. Uh, you know, I was just coming off like uh, a bunch of cool graphic design projects that I was doing. And um, to be honest, I was just I lit a candle at my kitchen and I just asked spirit to just reveal something to me and because i was really looking for a new direction to go
1: yeah
0: because um, the thing for me is like as as an independent contractor and you and definitely rant i feel like randy totally knows this story too it's like yeah you're working for yourself but you're like you know it yeah. even made me think about myself differently as a rapper yeah. and artist being working for rappers and artists it's yeah. like god is it a headache and it's like you know, a lot of the times they want the most for the least, you know, mm. Um, but I will shout out some of my top tier clients like Wu-Tang Clan, riffraff, people like that. That's a whole different story. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of modalities where it starts to be like, wow, like I'm literally working 24 seven and I'm not getting ahead. And yeah. I think a lot of people listening even may relate to this in yeah. their own careers. Yeah. So The big thing for me was like, okay, how can I like take all this passion that I have for creativity and healing Mm. and like being in this like really like aligned space that I was uh becoming like more comfortable in. Yeah. And um I grabbed a pen and and uh the image actually is what surfaced first. Uh so it started with the circle, and I'm wearing the chain right now, just so at least you can see it while I'm explaining. Uh so it started with the circle first and the triangle and the chakras and the wave. And I just felt like it was a symbol that was coming from a higher dimension. Uh, And I slowly started to kind of decipher it and That's like so cool. almost like reading it like hieroglyphics. And, uh, yeah. and then I had the image of kind of like transcending even what it, it means to be a brand. Like, I think at first, like just to be honest, like yeah. it was like definitely like, okay, I just want to combine fashion Hip hop, like all the things I love, right? Right. But then it quickly took a whole different form. And and then I had this message come to me that this is designed to be a community mm. of beings that are here to uplift each other. Yeah. And the fact that there's something that's available uh for collection fact. is yeah. just a part of it. Yeah. So like, the foundational element of us isn't money. Uh, and I think that's what's actually provided us with this quickly and really, really powerful level of community and success. yeah, is you can feel that there's an authenticity there and that it's not just about an end sale. um And then the community that we've been able to build by touring and doing all the shows around the country is so powerful. So it's cool. It's like this network of, you know, beings that, are here for each other, you yeah. know, and it's kind of like a seed that I wish to plant for the rest of humanity. Like you're a yeah. wave God, mm. whether you have a bracelet or not, you know, or she's a wave goddess, you right. know, it's kind of like just, uh, an empowerment project is kind of how I look at it okay. and a healing project of like, how can we continue to plant seeds of connectivity yeah. and, and then also have being that we do live in a linear world as well, um, I'm really good at being nonlinear. So this is my challenge also to myself of like finding that middle space. Mm. So that's what helps is like having our handcrafted, like gridded out sacred uh, circles and break like all all the different items that you can collect. And that helps us just continue with that part yeah. of it. So. Yeah, it's, it's so dope. So it's, it's been so powerful to see that uh, continue to grow. And this is really just the beginning for us. So we, uh, we established in 2017. So yeah, coming up on six years there, um, getting ready to do some big things. That's crazy. Um, so I have definitely some big announcements coming. If you guys are uh, not already checking us out, it's at wavegods official. Um we're gonna be dropping two new uh, events, one of which is a brand new festival. I just haven't got the clearance to announce it yet, so uh, I will be announcing that ASAP. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's the best. It's the dream, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I always tell my brother, it's like, I was always searching for a hit record, you know, and it's yeah. like, this idea comes along and it's like, it's it. that's exactly it. You know, it's, yeah. it's like just an amazing, it's an amazing concept with a really, really authentic purpose. Right. And I, I feel like that's, that's, what's, that's, what's doing the thing. So well,
1: like, it's like you said, it's also, it is like a, it's such a good moment to come to like with your experiences, right? Cause it is, it takes a lot of your life, your background, but also your skill sets to make right. this new brand new, amazing thing. Right. But right. it's, 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 it's just, uh, It was crazy to see, man, like from a, like to to see the shift, to see the focus and drive. Like, I remember like when Katie first started following all the accounts and stuff, it was just like, it reminded me when you were like getting your grounding with hip hop, that same drive and passion that I saw in the studio, all those like super late ass nights is like, is what I see now in this, in your new, in your new purpose and stuff. So it's like, but it takes, it takes your like mindfulness that you've always had since like, I've always, since I've known you, but it takes your uh ex- life experiences, but mm. then your sense of community, that's always been you, no matter if it's with your music, art or whatever, you're always been big on family, mm. big on community and togetherness. So it is like this like mm. weird serendipitous moment of like everything that seems like you know, you had to either experience or just already know from your background to like come to this moment.
0: Oh man, that means so much. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it's all of it now coming into one. And that was a gift from that, that, that higher dimension was like, yeah, here it is.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And, and it's another example. I don't think, I don't think it would have surfaced itself at all. Right. That I had done the inner work.
1: Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Like you needed to do the work on who you were, get through your, not that you're through it, but start at least the process of your own personal journey to see like this, this next level thing. Cause man, like the growth is insane, dude. Like it's, it's crazy how fast you guys are growing. Um, so is it, is it mainly just you? Do you have like a team right now? Is it, so, yeah. So this is pretty cool, actually. It's expanded quite a bit.
0: Um, So I would say like my executive partner right now is my brother. So right. shout out uh, Nick for sure for like stepping into this role with me because like it was manageable for a while. But now it's like it's starting to reach that point to where, yeah, it's, it's business. team time for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely taking flight. So I've got him. And then I'm also working with. Um, uh, hand selected jewelers sweet. Uh, that are doing our more uh difficult, I would say, projects. I'm still designing everything, which is really cool. So yeah. like even like the chain I'm wearing right now, obviously they won't be able to see it. But like this is gonna be the next uh announcement that I'm gonna be starting to make is like, you know, people who wanna do completely custom uh like fine jewelry can now do that through our portal.
1: Ah, but sweet. then
0: also uh, the actual birthing of like what really made us famous so far is definitely the gemstone bracelet, yeah. or as I like to call them the sacred circles. Um, I would say they're the strongest gemstone bracelets on the planet. So I worked with a manufacturer to develop a stronger, uh, elastic cord on the inside. Hey. Uh, of, yeah. So none of it's mass produced. Uh, and then. Uh, the court is unique to our collective and the project wow. itself. So it's perfect for anybody who's literally had a million of these, which we all have literally throughout all these stories that yeah. literally break fast. <laughs> um, and then none of them are mass produced. I think is a big thing too, especially, I think it's important to share that with like how big uh, like Amazon marketplace yeah. and drop shipping from Alibaba has become uh, we make all of them. So whether it's me, myself, my mom, you know, it's, it's all done by people that you know and know their vibe and know their energy. And on that note, dude, shout out to mom Adal because I feel like she's definitely like a huge inspiration behind the project as well. Like, you know, you remember my childhood house, uh, crystals and like the whole like alternative medicine has been a huge part of like my upbringing and things like that. So it's kind of like coming completely full circle, which is, honestly so dope because the bracelets are a circle too uh so that's also how like the sacred circle terminology was born was like i felt this uh really powerful synergy of like coming full circle like like you and i talked about Mm. everything has to happen in a particular way and if we don't walk our our sacred circle or create our sacred circle um which what I look at that is important to share here which is like yes this is a wearable sacred circle
1: yeah
0: but then we are the crystals we yeah. are the circle so it's also a project on awakening that ideology of like yeah you know choose choose the beings that you want to surround yourself and create your soul grid with mm-hmm. uh with care and uh and as we do that i truly believe that we can manifest anything in this universe through our thought process and through uh, the law of attraction and, and things of that nature. So it's just a huge project on spreading that knowledge and awareness now, especially with the way that uh, a lot has been changing. There's so much fear-based media. There's so much like real violence happening too. Like, let me just take a minute and say that, like literally, like it's so sad to see how many, like, shootings and rappers and i mean literally you can yeah. just like it's not even just like one demographic of people that's like having this issue now it's everywhere so i feel right. like uh it's just time for 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 projects like this for podcasts like homegrown for you know for for us to really step into these platforms and really spread this love and light um and like anything in this world it's not a cure-all but at least mm. we're out here with these missions purpose-driven right. for sure Uh, uh, so I salute you for everything you're doing with the podcast too. You know, it's like your wave gods, you know, so it's cool when we can have our, you know, we find these dope seeds of, of, uh, of, of love and things that we can use to, to change things. So, yeah,
1: no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy to see like the quick growth and, um, the thoughtfulness of your pieces, right? Like, I think anyone can have a company, but you can really tell when, if let it be your company, let it be just, you know, anyone else that we admire on, on our, on that level is like, you see your intention with every product you see yeah. intention and like purpose for the thing. Like, you're not just dropping a, a, a necklace for a necklace, for example, right? Like this, right. this, and every, what it sounds like too, every centimeter is covered with a specific reasoning of why it's in this. And like, you can tell that through you guys' pieces. Um, So like, that's written really, that's crazy to see like all this resurface, right. Cause like, it is so much of your future, but so much has shaped it from like, even just your experiences from your past. So like, it's cool to see it yeah. kind of like, you know, all come together in that way.
0: Appreciate the share there for sure. Um,
1: that's dope. So yeah. a couple things before we wrap up here, we usually yeah. have like quick hitter questions, but I want to change mine. Cause I don't know when the okay. next time we'll be able to talk like this is. Okay. So I need to know your five favorite skaters first. If you can, Ooh. if you can narrow it down to like a group of them.
0: Yeah. Let me see what I can put together here. Um, I actually really do want to shout out Niger right off the bat. I feel like watching yeah. him from just from like a kid, like all the way up to now and then him starting disorder. Yeah. Um, it's inspiring. And like to see somebody find this level of success in skateboarding for this amount of time Insane um, is absolutely insane. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to shout out the OG Tony Hawk for sure. Yep. Uh, first nine hundred uh, laid the foundation of
1: everything, right? Like of marketing the, of
0: skateboarding, damn near. Yeah, laid the foundation for sure, and like, for, like also like got to shout him out in the way that he actually I feel like really was the pioneer of the entrepreneurship yeah. side of
1: skateboarding.
0: Yeah, where That's he a good had point. to invent a way. To actually like support himself, like of course you're winning money in on contests, but it's never like enough to like.
1: It's not that video game money. <laughs> times.
0: Yeah, yeah, but now, now with SLS, which is why I should probably shout out Rob Deerdeck and those guys. Is you know they're now all working in tandem yeah. to create a platform that a is super entertaining and it's mm. really uh, helped skateboarding become recognized as an actual. You know, yeah. action sport to yeah. the point of where you can even put it in the Olympic Games, yep. which is insane. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Um who else? My gosh, there's so many great skaters. Um some of these new cats are sick. I'll say Luan Oliveira. Oh, I love that's a good one. That's kind of an out there yeah. out there choice. Uh, really fun to watch, just style-wise. So crazy, uh, dude. Super into a lot of the Brazilians as well. Yeah. Um, And then, ooh, for a little five-piece, who's it going to be? <laughs> I, 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 I can't lie. I'm a Uto fan. I like Yuto Hurt. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. No, that's, a, that's a great he's set. He's special. Dude, he's ridiculous, he's... man. Watching yeah. his Street League stuff, like his parts are amazing too, but like, There's something different about being able to pull that shit in like fans on fans. It's like championship, last run, last trick type of thing. And then you just pull like a three, like 270 hurricane grind or something. Like, why? Like, dude, you're not supposed to do that on a video game, let alone like in front of all these fucking people.
0: And yeah, the consistency is Mm. like
1: nuts. Yeah, it doesn't even look like he's trying. Like his hands are like yeah. by his side, facial expression doesn't change. So it's like swaggy, it's like, dude. dude. Do you know oh. where you just landed? Like, like oh. in, in like Nike dunks of all the shoes to wear. Like right. what are you doing, bro? That's a Literally good. So I love sick. that set. No, that's that's a good list. Um, five hip hop. Ooh, yeah. Okay. You know this was common. I think.
0: I think I'm going to have to catch some people off guard by surprise. I'll, I'll do my hitters first, though, that I yeah. think is on almost everybody's list. Right. Got to shout out Tupac. Yeah. Got to shout out Biggie. Um, it's like I can't not have Eminem on mine either right. like, just because of the impact. Yeah. Uh, and the way that he transcended culture. Yeah. Damn. It's hard to keep it to five. It's actually. hard, dude.
1: Five is hard, especially. Yeah
0: ah so okay i'm gonna do my five but then i want to i want to do like a special mention well, yeah, no, yeah, no, we're
1: good we're good this is why i love this question with like true hip-hop um, heads i
0: want to say in tandem with eminem i i do want to shout out dr dre yeah i think he's, he's on that list for me this is no particular order by the way that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right? laughs> that'll take a few hours <laughs> but because dre dre is like the mastermind behind the artist but he's also like people forget like he's, he's a- He's a dope artist. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so he's, I think, I, I want to say probably the number one producer rapper combo for me. Like, yeah, literally, same. I love his beats and I love the way that he supports artists as a producer. But then, like, he can rap his ass no, off, too. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, so let's see. So that k- takes me to four. Um. Ooh, what do I want to pinch in here right now? Ah, so, oof, number five. Mm. who do i want in this top five
1: oh what do i want it to be yeah mine always shifts it depends on line shifting you know yeah I, mean? I can hear it i hear a few names in my head but <laughs> i think for the purpose of this one you know
0: what i will do I, i'll i'll put i'll put jay-z on mine yeah only because the amount of uh also, cultural impact and yeah. literally the nothing. He's like one of the, the OG literally from absolutely zero to hero, you right, know? Right. Um, and a huge inspiration on both the cult like catalog of music fronts and also as a performer. Yeah. I think was he the first hip-hop artist to sell out Madison Square Gardens? I believe so. Okay, I, I don't remember. So. I remember
1: Shaw was playing that video for us. There's no uh,
0: way. I wonder who else. There's but no way walking. they were at
1: the garden at that point. Like I'm just thinking like with like Biggie and stuff, I don't there's no way. There's no way he did the garden. You yeah. know. Or at least sold it no, out. No. Like I can't imagine that in the 90s like that. Even as yeah. big as he was, like I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I think I think those guys would be like who is going to fit on today's top 5? It's yeah. always changing, right? I love how you said that. Um some special mentions though, uh, yeah. for sure would be artists such as like Cunning Linguists. Mm. I've always been a huge fan of, yeah. I don't understand why artists like that sometimes don't blow up on that level. I do. And don't, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. as a core hip hop fan, anybody who listens to a cunning linguist record is going right. to like it. I yeah. Feel like it. it's good music. Um oh. uh, so I'll do five quick shout outs if that's okay with no, you. You're good. That's right. Yeah. The, let's the, do the it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out Jurassic five as a group. Ooh. I absolutely love them. Uh, I love the fact that they blend, uh, all different, uh, culture, uh, race, yeah. uh, and they all rip the mic yeah. insane because yeah. they're all insane as individual artists, Facts. but they're a great group. Uh, another group shout out would be Wu Tang clan for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, iconic individuals. Uh, and also the, I love their story, how they mm. literally transcended the fact that they were all from different hoods yeah. and realized that, which has been a tone in this podcast yeah. as well we're stronger together. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and they realized that they could take over all of New York and the world by coming together like superheroes. Yeah. You know? so I definitely, definitely have to shout out uh, Wu-Tang Clan for that. Um, In terms of like uh, definitely another super impactful uh, set of artists, definitely shout out the whole rhyme series collective, but I want to say Immortal Technique for sure. Ooh. I feel like he broke so many rules and also – I mean, he's the type of dude that you only can sometimes play for certain people. But it's like, the, yeah, that's true. The, the quality of like his mind and yeah. what he's looking to do with hip hop, more so than breaking it down word for word, is what I appreciate him for. Yeah, uh, yeah, is like he'll say what everybody's thinking, but is afraid to say. And right. I love that about
1: him. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, I think that's darn near five quick shoutouts. But yeah, it's amazing the. uh the level of uh, you know the level of talent and of course you have your icons who've killed it for decades right and then you have artists that have also killed it for decades that just aren't recognized right. the same way but right. gotta shout them out because they're incredible artists
1: right was there anyone so, that you had worked with in your past that ooh. that you holds excuse me hold like special into you know your memory? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I would say in the spirit of being on your podcast right now, dude, I always love being in the studio with you. Always a great time. Hmm. Um, I will also say for sure, DJ Payne won 1000%. That is one of the few producers that always was a vibe. He was always real too. He would give great feedback. And he was a solid human being. Yeah, you know, he didn't let it get to it. Like he's so solid. Like I love him. Yeah, he's he's so dope. You know, it's like no matter how much success this dude gets, he's so grounded, and I love that about him. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, that's like. Before we like even wrap up here, on that note, um, I personally want to just thank you for like allowing me into that little circle because the conversations I've had with him have like. Have gone bigger than like hip hop and like work and stuff, and a- has gone into life. And like that connection never happens unless like you allow me to like get into that world. So I super appreciate that. But you're right, man. Like that, he's a he's an enigma, dude. Like he mm-hmm. is so underappreciated as far as just like I feel in Madison and as far as like the history of music goes um, oh, in, in that city, right? But like the the amount of credentials he has and like the lane and humbleness that he remains is like, it's second to none, man. Like it's, it's special people that can do that, that like have worked literally with like creme de la creme of the industry and right. like have found young artists as like yourselves, let it be that part, like whoever these individuals that he surrounds himself with do like such a, such a cool uh, person to have the interactions with like if, if you're lucky enough to do that you know because like people like put him in this lane of just producer it's like no this dude's like business like life oh, he, like yeah, dude has got a, like a different zone on him
0: yeah he he understands all of it and that's so important it's crazy i feel like he's the type of dude you could just sit down with and learn something new every time you talk to him
1: right no yeah very Ooh. much so very much so um Well, dude, I want to just, like, super appreciate, like, I'm trying to do this more as we, like, when I end these podcasts is to, like, give flowers and credit where they are due, man. Like, you have been someone that, although peaks and valleys of life, right, are someone that I've considered just, like, a huge influence on my life as just, like, a friend, a brother, but also, like, an understanding of what people can do once a common goal is set. Right. Mm. And like once people are able to buy in and understand, like, oh, you're good at this skill set. I'm good at this skill set. If we do this together, we could maybe capture lightning in a bottle here quick. Right. And Mm. you are the one that like gave so much power to my career in Madison. And I don't Mm. know if that ever like, if I've ever like vocally said thank you or like given this spiel because I just like all my clients every one of them found out Mm. because of the work that we did together. You know what I mean? So So it's like, I was known as, you know, one of your engineers and that helped me gain a lot of clientele base, bro. It helped me like take confidence in my skill set. but then also shit. Like it, it launched me into like, okay, maybe I can like really do this. And then we started doing records out of the house. And then I was able to get certain jobs that allowed me to use equipment. So we got to use the school when it was open. So I was like, All that shit, man, comes, you know, directly from you, your family, the way y'all like just move around life, the way y'all are so accepting and just like Mm. you let so many, like you and your parents, your family, your brother, like you, you let people in, get what they need as far as like a shift of perspective, a shift of spirituality, shift of art, shift shift of creativeness, whatever it is, like. And then you guys allow them to go into the world and whichever they do. And that's like super special. And I've always wanted to just say like big thank you to everything that you allowed me and my career to do. Like I don't move to California unless you and I do that like 12 record album that we did, right? Like none of California and all that shit happens. So.
0: Hmm. That means so much, bro. Thank you so much for sharing that just knowing that I can have a positive impact on the lives of others, especially ones that I love so much like you and, um, the rest of the squad that's been able to interact with me and mom and dad and Nick. And it's so dope to hear that, bro. Like, just know, I I love you and I want nothing but success for, for all of us and, and happiness and good health. You know, I just want to, I want to be able to celebrate and seeing you become a father and a husband, bro, just know how beautiful that is. Uh, I really uh, I look up to you in that space. It's really, really awesome.
1: Um, so um, where can everyone find you? At? What's your handles? What's your website? What's all that good Yay! info? All right. For everybody out there listening,
0: feel free to tap in with me on Instagram at Michael Madal. Check out my bro, too. He's a huge help to everything going on. Great skater at Nicholas Madal. Uh, the Wave Gods Healing Project at Wave Gods Official or easy enough, www.michaelmadal.com thewavegods.com It's been an absolute pleasure sharing time and space with you here on the Homegrown Podcast. I absolutely adore you.
1: I appreciate you bro bro. Um, And yeah for all of our podcast updates you can follow us at the Homegrown Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are also available for download and uh, subscribing on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Again if we are not on one of the platforms you all listen to reach out, make sure we know about it so we can get on there. Um, and we appreciate you as always. And again, thanks again for doing this, Michael.
0: Anytime. Thanks for having me.